0: Talk about the things I try to do and all the things you try to stop It's not my fault that we just can't see eye to eye because we both don't live the same, my friend, and you don't wanna try. You know some singers their singing voice is way different from their talking voice. Yes, Dom's singing voice is exactly like his talking voice. It's funny you say that because I've been digging a lot
1: in over the past couple days and, and thought the exact opposite. And maybe it's just because you know him more as a person and him talking. I'm pulling from mostly the conversations we've had the last three days. Good point. You
0: can go see these guys tomorrow night at Janice Live. We're going to be there. Say hello. John's Joints comes your way every day at 4 o'clock or thereafter. John reads new stories. I play lullaby versions of popular songs underneath them. And much hilarity ensues. Ladies and gentlemen, may I introduce you to the smooth, clean undercarriage of John Senning. Why is that, John? Chassis,
1: man care for down there. We are talking about the powder that changed the game. I really feel that I was meant to spread the word of chassis because I have felt the pain, the burning, and the agony that comes along with chafing. And for those, if there are any people who don't know what it is, maybe even women, um, I don't know that you can quite. <sighs> Explain the pain that can come along with chafing, and that's why chassis is so important because they have an entire line of products. Whether you go IceMax powder, premium powder, or the traditional ice powder, it's going to keep you feeling fresh, clean, and dry all day. You know, you don't want a, a, a musky, moist Undercarriage. You want it to be fresh and clean. Head to their website, chassisformen.com. I think the chassis gift set is perfect. You get the entire, you get a beautiful chassis bag along with the trio of premium powders, the five in one shower primer, and the restoration cream. So try out all the products. They will change your life, especially if you're a hot jobber who deals with chafing every single day. Chassisformen.com. It's mancare for down there. So we talked a bit earlier about uh, Ronnie D and the the bill that he signed, um, you know, and the fact that he did it somewhat in, in c- secrecy or at least not letting all of the, the media straight up in. And I'm going to get to audio regarding that. But he also had some other big comments today regarding our unemployment. Or- unemployment system and the fact that employers can't find people to work. So I've got a short snippet here from Fox 13 that kind of gives you a better idea of just how bad the staffing situation is in the state of Florida and then I'll tell you what Ronnie D had to say about it today.
0: Whether it's construction, healthcare, the service industry, they're all in the same boat right now. Some people describe this as the worst labor crisis that they've had in their industry for the last 20 or 30 years. Simply put, There are lots of available jobs out there and not enough people who want them. A problem that started to peak a little over a year ago. When the pandemic first hit, Florida decided if you're on unemployment, you don't have to prove you're looking for a job. So a lot of people just stopped.
2: That was completely justified
0: in the thick of the pandemic and as we really went through this recovery process. So
1: that kind of lays it out for you. I knew that that was a reason people were giving, I guess I didn't know that specific caveat that since the pandemic, they're saying you don't have to prove you're looking for a job. You don't You don't really have to do anything. So if you're into just collecting money and not working, I can see how that would be something you'd be interested in. It's tough to give up. Well, it seems those days may be behind us. Floridians receiving unemployment benefits will soon Ha- will soon have to provide proof that they're looking for a job. That's coming from our governor, Ron DeSantis, earlier today. DeSantis lifted the requirement that people receiving benefits look for work early in the pandemic when unemployment was rising and fewer hiring. But DeSantis has lifted restrictions on businesses and the unemployment rate is below the national average. He said in a statement, normally when you're getting unemployment, the whole idea is that's temporary and you need to be looking for work to be able to get off of it. It was a disaster, so we suspended those job search requirements. I think it's pretty clear now we have an abundance of job openings. The previous executive order waiving the work search requirement will end May 29th. Mm. So, I mean, you still got a little bit of a stretch to soak it up, but do you think that's a quick fix? Do you think there are those people? There's got to be a lot of people out there who wouldn't fudge the system and who wouldn't just bold face lie. So, I know there are going to be those people always who will do whatever they've got to do to make sure they can collect money without actually working. But I think there are a lot of people now who probably are just playing by the rules. They know they don't aren't being forced to look for a job and they know they can just keep collecting money. But I have to imagine a lot of those will go try and find a job once this is lifted.
0: Yeah, do you have you ever had to like prove like that you're looking through empl- for employment through unemployment? Cuz I did. It no. sucks. No. No. It sucks. You got to tell them, like, I had a job interview here, and then you got to attend these seminars on how to find a job. It's awful, but you should have to do that to collect benefits. Yeah, and, and I mean, it just seems like such a huge problem. Maybe I'm not,
1: and I don't mean to be completely derogatory, but it's going to sound that way. It's hard to believe there's just that many lazy people. I mean, there's something to be said for wanting to go and, and make money. In a lot of situations, if you're talking about these restaurant businesses, you... It's got to be that you would make more money at a busy-ass restaurant right now or bar than you would sitting at home collecting money. Yeah, and And I understand underneath that, there are people who are probably enjoying time with the family that they've never got before. Maybe they're doing things they've wanted to do their entire life and good for them. But at the same time... We can't have a system that just allows people to not work, not look for jobs while collecting money while simultaneously, like you just heard, we're going through one of the worst staffing crises of of, of our existence. Right. So it's, it's a very odd thing. And I'll be curious if just with the flip of a switch, when they lift that at the end of May, if we'll you know, see things start to get better. Mm. Uh, going back to whether or not it was right or wrong, that there were, you know, there weren't. Reporters allowed in the room when uh, Ron DeSantis signed the sweeping election bill this morning. Uh, He clapped back regarding that.
0: So we did a, a wonderful bill signing for this great elections bill, and it was uh, live on national television um, on Fox and Friends, and we were happy to give them the exclusive on that, and I think, uh, I think it went really, really well. But that's broadcast to millions of people, not just and obviously, throughout the whole country, but a huge number of people in Florida. Are watching that we had a crowd we probably had a thousand people in the crowd that were really cheering on so it was an exciting day to be able to do that and it's the first bill signing i've ever done live on a on a national broadcast and so uh it was good we also had a great visual aid that we were able to show where we're do showing all the all the great things uh, that are in the bill so I mean, I, I, he's putting his nizzots it, all over local news. Well, face. he he really is. And I
1: mean, as much as I sit here and, and defend Ron DeSantis, and I still will because I think he's done a lot good and he's been yeah. unfairly bashed by some, it, it just doesn't feel right that. Fox and Friends, you know what I mean. I understand that's that's a safe place and that's a good place, but I think there's always, at least from my politicians, I always at least want to see or believe that there's a slight effort to touch people that don't agree with you. And 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 when when you say, well, hey, it was it was nationwide, it was on Fox and Friends, we all have to accept the fact that some people are, no matter what's going on there, are never going to tune into Fox and Friends or the Fox News. You, You know that. Doing that was for your people and for your base. So, you know, love you, Ron, but, I, I, you know, maybe you should have thrown MSNBC a bone as well.
0: Well, he follows the Trump business model of not reaching across the aisle, but of creating a super served core of people who will fight for you and advocate for you. And there doesn't seem to be a lot of. A lot of unity there
1: yeah it, it's it's i really it's hard to grasp what the rest of the country thinks because i think we hear a lot from people that live in florida and it's easy to bash the man regarding everything covid when you live in florida and you kind of are benefiting from the things that he's put in place it, it's the other people that i'm curious about who live in these states that have gone through extended lockdowns and and seen the economy crash who i think look at florida and go maybe this guy's not that bad or, or at least not as bad as some would want you to believe. I absolutely love the fact that he's
0: kept Florida open.
1: Yeah. I mean, and and we'll see. I I think, I think the future is going to be exciting. No matter what that thinks, if you're a Ron DeSantis person, because it probably includes him making a run at the white house as a VP or, or, uh, you know, as president himself, that's still what I think would be best for him to rip people from the other side is to be the one that goes at Trump harder than anybody else. I don't see that happening, but if he... Grammarly can help you write that's you. quickly that's you. and confident. But if he did, I think that um, if he did, I think that he, you know, the, what is it? The enemy of my enemy, enemy is, is my, my friend. friend. And but, I think sweet. that's you again. I think you get a little bit of that when uh, when you go at Trump. <laughs> A new report suggests that Bill and Melinda Gates decided on divorcing months ago, long before they made an official announcement on May 3rd. TMZ on Thursday uh, released a story that the pair had planned to share the news in March and were preparing for the big day. Melinda allegedly rented Calvigny... You ever heard of this place? Calvigny. Calvigny Island? Uh Uh-uh. For $132,000 a night. What? To escape the media scrutiny, the couple's children, along with their significant others, were supposed to arrive as well. Insiders allege that Gates was not invited to the island because there was a considerable considerable amount of acrimony associated with the split. It's becoming clear and clear this is not good. This is not this is not a peaceful thing, right? What is Bill? These. I mean, I don't want to use the word. Like, what
0: are you doing to piss off your wife if you're Bill Gates? Well. With a, with a marriage that long, there's probably a lot of stored up resentment, and they've probably been growing apart for decades, and now it's all coming out to the surface.
1: So to give some more details, at least according to TMZ, we're told virtually everyone in the family has taken Melinda's side. Another way of putting it, we're told that, that everyone is angry at Bill.
0: Okay, well then he's obviously with the girl that the he, the, uh, the, uh,
1: the ex that he yeah. was having the secret getaways, and that's why he wasn't invited. The, the outlet claims uh, that while there are still outstanding issues that couldn't be resolved at the time of the trip, Melinda went anyway. So here's the takeaway. First, we're told this is not a friendly split. We're told Melinda and most of the family are furious at Bill for various things they claim he have done. Second, it's clear the divorce has been a long, too longs, long time make in the making. So you think there's going to be serious dirt on Bill? You think he's um, going to come out? He's just a sexual freak, and he wanted to—you know—he wanted to be a peg bro, and he was getting that's it not elsewhere. Being a sexual freak. Well, well I mean, to, well, to Melinda it might be. Oh,
0: um, didn't they say that he visited
1: Eastern Island? Oh well, I mean, I would assume he did, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You know if he was on Eastern Ireland. Well, that's enough. That's enough to turn off any uh, yeah any lover. Mm-hmm. You would think. I mean, the right kind of lover. Yeah. Uh, we t- we touched quickly I,
0: on the uh, on the shark incident uh, or did we ever even actually talk about it off the air we talked a lot about it how i'm more upset when i see people abusing a dead shark than i am when sharks attack alive people
1: well let me I thought we had talked about it now that I'm remembering it uh, let me let me dig into that just real quick uh, to set it up a court date awaits two fishermen who are accused of possession of a prohibited species after a tiger shark ended up roped in a Florida River according to the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission the in- investigation was launched after a photo of a man holding a distressed tiger shark in the man. you know how to say that off the top of your head I'm gonna say it real fast and it's gonna be good. Chassa how is I don't think there's a hoochie. There's a Itzka. Oh. Chassahuitzka River north of Tampa was widely circulated on social media over the weekend. Concerned citizens made the FWC aware of the photo, which is was originally posted on Facebook. Uh, to date it has drawn at least twelve hundred comments in fifty seven hundred shares. So they, uh, they say it was being t- it was tied up behind a, a boat and they were pulling it. Did we I was trying to remember, did somebody tell us once that's what they do to sharks?
0: To kill uh, yes. them, yeah, but not
1: that you're not supposed to do that.
0: No, but I think that's what I mean. A flat junkie would know best, but I think they 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 turn them around and drag them backwards. So it
1: goes through their gills the yeah. wrong
0: way or something, which
1: seems like absolute torture. Because I've told you this before, sharks can't stop swimming; yeah. otherwise, they die. Yeah, so that has is has, has been. Circulating, we touched on it briefly. Terrible if you can mess with a with, with a beast like that. You you have no soul. And here's another one: Gatorland, li- Gatorland, another one of your beloved animals, another uh, animal that was, uh, I believe, seen in your ketamine um, treatment this past week as well. Yep. Uh, Gatorland is offering a one thousand dollar reward for information that leads to the person who taped shut an alligator's eyes and snout and then threw it in the water, leaving it for dead. The park's, oh, the park's Savannah Bone tells uh, WKMG she was outraged that someone would do that. Uh, Barbara and Jack Thornton found the gator last month um, in Seminole County. A trapper measured the gator at seven feet. They called the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission and also offered up a $500 reward for information. The agency is continuing to investigate. Gatorland takes in a, a, tons of distressed alligators, and uh, Savannah urges people to call them if they find one in need. You want me
0: to see if she wants to talk oh, to that would be. I don't I, know if she can because she's on iHeart. Can I tell you? What is she? She's on the monster still. She is. Yeah, yeah. I did not know that. Did I mean, I don't think she's on every day, but I think I, I know she's on at least every week. Vic, I am for listening to her with you back in the day. Just yeah. hearing her, yeah. I am
1: such a fan of hers. I just thought she was right the most over the top, amazing personality. Which I, to this day, I don't know what is real, what is not. I don't know who
0: she really is. She is fascinating to me. Let me tell you this: one of my favorite people I've ever known in my life. What you hear, ninety nine percent of who she is, except in real life, she's smarter. She is amazing. She's a dynamo. What am I? What am I remembering of her being like under the desk or in some sort of?
1: Does any of that bring memories back? I feel like it was she under was the desk. She was like maybe wasted or, hmm. eh, I don't know. I'm just speaking out memories. I met somebody at uh, King of the Beach over the weekend who said they had you. And whoopass Wilson and Savannah out to an event, and Savannah kept going around to people at the event, asking them if they had an extra large tampon
0: she could use. Hey, you have an extra large tampon? Cause I'm out of them, and I have a big vagina. Probably how that went. I would imagine.
1: A I, I, I would imagine something, something like that. Lover. Okay, let's head to space because uh, there are things happening there and I think we should all be aware. Uh, The White House is declining to say if and how China would be held accountable if the massive rocket they sent into orbit last week causes damage as it is expected to make an uncontrolled re-entry to Earth. Speaking to reporters earlier today, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki declined to provide a firm answer when asked about accountability for Beijing if debris from the Chinese Long March 5B were to harm anyone. She said, the United States is committed to addressing the risks of growing congestion due to space debris and growing activity in space. And we want to work with the international community to promote leadership and responsible space behavior. It is in the... (laughs) responsible
0: space behavior
1: it is in the shared interest of all nations to act responsibly in space to ensure the safety stability security and long-term sustainability of outer space activities so cooperation is hallmark of our approach but refuse to uh you know straight up say the more i think about this and i've got no basis for this this is me talking out of my ass so you have this giant rocket from China who, spoiler alert, things are not good all the way around with us in China. I don't think China as a whole, as a government, loves loves us. No. So you're telling me these Chinese rocket that is out in space that nobody can figure out when it's going to reenter or where it's going to go. Right now, they've narrowed it down to a couple other places in New York City. Like, you're random. You have the whole entire world, <laughs> the whole entire Earth, yeah. and the Chinese rocket is potentially going to land in New York City. Right. And we're just supposed to believe that's all a big coincidence. Sure. If this thing comes down full 21-ton rocket form and crashes into the New World Trade Center, we're right. not going to be able to believe it, right? Dude, it's on. Okay, good. Uh, keeping in space. If you don't believe something is going on in space, explain to me why we're launching a new military branch only for space. Space Force? Pentagon officials are poised to launch a completely separate branch of military space. Hmm. Space military. Hmm? Military space. What? The Space National Guard. (laughs) The The Space Space National Guard. Guard. General Daniel Hawkinson, chief of the National Guard Bureau, told the House Committee on Tuesday that creating a Space National Guard is amongst my most pressing concerns. I believe we're fairly close to that, Hawkinson told members of the House Defense Appropriations Subcommittee. He said that Space Force Commander General Jay Raymond and Acting Air Force Secretary John Roth back a two-component construct that will combine active duty and reserve Space Force along with a Space National Guard. The three are expected to brief Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin on the initiative. The creation of the Space National Guard would come two years after Trump officially launched Space Force force the first new military service in over 70 years so you want me to believe there's nothing to be worried about in space right but in the past two years we've added two new branches of the military (laughs) that only deal with things that are happening in space (laughs) space national guard is pretty funny i mean what's really going on here that's all that's all i can say is what is i mean june is coming soon june 1st is supposed to be the day in which they they give these you know give these documents out that Will have us understanding some things, but you can't tell me there's nothing to be concerned of if, for the first time
0: in over 70 years, we're just building new branches of the military to fight in space. What if, I mean, obviously they already know something. So, what if on June 1st, when they release everything, they go, okay, here's the deal they're out there, they're not friendly and this is why we've launched the Space National Guard. Well,
1: here's here's the line, here's the only line that, that you need to hear from from this Hawkinson gentleman. National Guard space units have provided operational, unit-equipped surge-to-war capability to protect to protect our nation's vital interest in this contested domain. So is this like is it possible that we would have to go that we would have to go to war in space with other countries?
0: No. But I mean I mean is it possible? Oh, well sure. I mean if we're looking to like explore out there and other countries want to explore too like the space race with the yeah. Soviets, there might be some conflict. Like if we just find out somebody's up in our space area and we just want to, you know, blast them off the face of the earth. Yeah. Maybe we could. This seems like more like we know something's out there and we know that it does not care for us as human beings on earth and and it does it's interesting in the fact of if it is
1: a sign of us knowing something does that mean that the war will have to take place in space or will it happen could it possibly take place i I i would prefer the war take place in space
0: uh i would prefer as opposed to this planet that it take place out there what
1: do you got, Spence? You look like oh. you got a, your space face on. Uh, I would say that a war in space, like in orbit, is probably one of the worst things that could happen. Because, granted, no one's fighting on the ground, but imagine everything that gets shot down in space then gets pulled into Earth's orbit and falls into the Earth and if it doesn't that's space junk floating around but, in orbit. But you're talking about space junk like we know what space junk is. If we're creating an entire new division of the military, I'm thinking that comes with new weapons, that comes with, you know, space age weapons that maybe it's just a laser and then all of a sudden you're you're incinerated. Like that's what I'd like to see happen. I mean, that that would be nice, but consider we already have a problem with space junk making a giving a smaller and smaller windows for launching missions into space. If someone fights a war up there, it's going to be a junkyard, and you won't be able to launch a rocket He's from right. the earth without that, it getting shredded as it tries to leave the atmosphere. That is yeah. true. And I don't know if you were in here when I did the story before that, but that's what Jen Sackey said from the White House. She said, We've got all of the space junk up there, like we've got to. Start taking care of space Isn't it crazy we're
0: ruining space too Oh man we've ruined our <laughs> like, planet well, yeah. now We're like let's, let's get some of this junk up in space uh, Do you want to talk to Savannah? Oh, right now? Yeah Oh let's do it Alright she said can you call me Oh that's exciting And in true Savannah fashion she said what story I need to bring it back up mm-hmm. I said can you can you talk to us about the story about Gatorland She said what story I said the one you were quoted on Hello Ma'am, you're on the air. Please don't use any profanity.
2: Thank you for not texting back, but that introduction is great. Oh, man.
0: <laughs> well, what a moment this is. So John sending my co-host is a uh, is a huge fan of yours and, uh, and is fascinated by you. And I told him that you're one of my favorite people on the planet. And uh, this is our opportunity to speak to you because John had a story in his news that you were quoted in. And in true Savannah fashion... You had no idea what story you had no idea what story I was talking about because that 's how we do it, drew. <laughs> I love you so much <laughs> is, this, is this as far as you know, is this the first, have you done anything with her on this station? yeah, but it 's been like many, many years, like probably six or seven years since we 've done anything on this radio station. What a moment. This is the sexy savannah. She is now a Gator Wrangler at Gatorland Zoo. She is a radio legend uh she served our country she's one of my favorite people she can shine a flashlight up to her big fake boobs and make the light shine through oh really yeah she's uh there are so many stories i have uh she vomited on the deck at caliente and uh let's
2: just put those 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 bad stories on the low and tell you that today i'm tiktok famous
0: you're tiktok famous how so I got a half a million followers on TikTok, Drew. Damn, I'm I'm too old to be on TikTok, so I didn't know that. What are you uh, What are you on TikTok for?
2: Because TikTok rules, and there's no hate on TikTok. It's all everybody being positive. And you can bring back your rapping skills, and the TikTok people will love it, Drew. What
0: if we did rap videos on TikTok? Oh, that's a great idea. It is a good idea. All right, I'm going to get on this damn TikTok finally. I've been dragging my feet about it for a long time. But let's talk about this story at Gatorland Zoo. John, what's the story that Savannah was quoted in because she doesn't know?
1: Yeah, so uh, this, this couple, Barbara and Jack Thornton, they found the yes. gator uh, last month, and it had its eyes and, and snout taped shut, and uh, it, was, it was left for dead. What kind of sick freaks do this?
2: So here's the deal. Uh, so this is, according to Barbara and her husband, this is the third time this has happened. Um, FWC can confirm one time. But what's happened is there's been uh, either three or just one alligators found with their eyes taped shut and their mouths taped shut on the Wekiva River. Um, we don't know who's doing this. And Barbara and her neighbors and her husband got together and they pulled together $500 for the reward. Gatorland and our signature conservation arm that is fueled by our YouTube channel has added to that bounty and we've added $1,000. So um, hopefully we can find out who did this and bring them to justice because it's just really cruel and horrible what they did to that alligator.
1: So does it, I mean, does it seem just like a psychopath? I mean, this isn't some scenario where a, uh, some element of hunting went wrong or anything. It seems that these, these gators are just being taped up and thrown back in the water.
2: Well, the curious part to me is the part where they covered its eyes. Now, if you know anything about alligators, when you're moving them or transporting them, one of the things to do to keep the alligators calm and not stress them out is to cover their eyes. That way they think they're in a cave. It's just dark and they don't thrash around so much. So I don't know, like if it is just someone that's torturing the animals, I don't understand why they would have closed their eyes as well. But, you know, again, we don't have very many answers uh, and we don't have very much information about this other than luckily uh, Barbara and Jack found the alligator. So All right. I don't really know what to do other than offer money. And if, Somebody out there has information about it. It's against the law to molest the wildlife in the state of Florida.
0: Yep, that is true. Uh, Yes, John Sending something for the sexy Savannah, my old co-host and very good friend who I miss terribly. (laughs) I'm I'm so I'm so
1: uh, enamored by you, Savannah, and I'm so glad that you're on the line right now. Uh, What just out of curiosity, it's an interesting path to have been in radio for so long, something that's very unique and attracts, obviously, a certain type of people like us. uh, And then also be dabbling in the in the gator arts. What would you say is your true passion today? Is it the gators or is it radio?
2: It's absolutely the alligators and crocodiles. And I don't know if, I mean, Drew probably knows because he sees my Facebook. But, like, I travel all around the world saving alligators and crocodiles and uh, working with different um, government agencies in different countries trying to save and conserve animals. And it's like, even when I was in radio, I always loved alligators. So it just kind of fell together like that. Um, Luckily, I have a big voice. And now I can be the defender of alligators.
0: That's what my Instagram says. Yeah, it's weird. You know, you go from uh, from working with a lot of snakes in radio to working with alligators in the in the world, and uh, you know, the the two. It's like a lateral career move almost. I am so damn proud of you uh, and, and what you're doing, and I I think so fondly back to our days at Rock 105.9 and hosting the morning show, and I, it just makes me laugh so hard, Savannah.
2: We had so much fun at O-Rock. We did. We had so much fun. At, that was the little station that could, but then it couldn't.
0: <laughs> that is a perfect well, way to put it. John? Well, I was just going to say, I, I moved to
1: Florida not knowing anything, and we lived outside of Orlando, and I remember turning on that station, and you guys were doing mornings, and it was. I always feel like a dick for forgetting that. Jody and Scott yeah. were doing afternoons, and I just thought that was the coolest station I had ever heard, and uh, it, it's it's amazing that uh, here we are, Aww. our full circle uh, in, in this exact situation today why
0: don't you come back to radio and come on our show
2: (laughs) okay i'm coming to tampa in maybe in june for something i'll tell you about maybe later but um if i come over there i definitely want to see you and i tell everybody that comes to gatorland from tampa to listen to you so you're the best um yeah
0: I love you. I love you too. Thank this, you for joining this is us great. Yeah. well,
1: and I feel like it somewhat was meant to be that you called today because I was telling drew uh earlier and and honestly we I, we started reading this this uh article, and your name was in it, but just earlier today, I was telling him I met a guy in an event over the week. I uh, met him at an event over the weekend where he said he had you and Bubba whoop-ass Wilson and drew out to an event. And he just remembers you going around to the people at his business, asking them if, uh, if anybody had an extra large tampon, you could use.
2: Um, yeah, that's not true.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is a filthy lie is what it is.
2: Yeah, that's not true. <laughs> but I'm glad you thought it was funny.
0: Savannah, I love you to pieces. I can't wait for you to get over here to Tampa, and, uh, and I would love to see you again if you do so. I'd even be willing to meet you halfway across the sky, much like Sylvester Stallone in Over the Top, uh, and, uh, and have lunch somewhere in Lakeland if we had to do that. I'm overdue for a trip to, uh, to Gatorland. Can people see you there, or are you like a behind-the-scenes, globetrotting gator wrangler?
2: i mean i'm I'm always out with the people that's my favorite, and you know how I love the kids and uh I love to go out and meet all the people in the at Gatorland and take pictures with them and show them animals and stuff like that. So I'm always out there.
0: We're big advocates for gators here, and I tell people if you have a gator in your neighborhood and it's not bothering anybody, leave it the hell alone when those yes. when those trappers come in. They don't relocate the gator. They relocate the gator into a pair of boots or a belt or gator nuggets. So leave gators be. Let them be gators. They were here first. They've been here for millions of years, much like the dinosaur, and let them be gators.
2: And don't feed them. That's a really, oh, yeah. big, that's a really big thing. It's against the law to feed them first. But secondary, if you feed an alligator, it loses its fear of humans. Then it will approach humans. And then it will also be deemed a nuisance. And that's how those alligators are collected. But since you brought that up, Gatorland does have a program intact that is fueled by our YouTube channel. And all the revenue from that called Gatorland Global. And if any of the trappers in your area catch any of those big alligators that are nuisance alligators and they would like to transport them to Gatorland, we will take them and give them a forever home. What's oh, wow.
0: the uh is, what's the username for uh, for Gatorland Orlando on YouTube? Is it ga- can they search Gatorland Orlando and help fund the stuff that you guys are doing over there? It's called Gatorland
2: Vlog. V L O G S. And um, it's a really awesome YouTube channel and you can see all kinds of crocodiles chasing me and alligators chasing me and that's pretty much Pretty much what happens. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. Well, I appreciate the conversation and the nudge to get on TikTok finally because I think it's something we need to do. You're
2: one of my. Dude, it's really what you need to do. And you can make money on TikTok. Like all of our social media money goes to Get your Land Global. But um, all right. you got to get on TikTok. You'll love it. You'll find your own place. But just make sure your first video that goes viral is something that you like because uh-huh. TikTok brands you. Right? Okay. All right. (laughs) I'm branded I'm branded as Runs from Alligators. So unless I'm running from alligators (laughs) my videos don't do as well. But uh
1: (laughs) What if we filmed our first music video at Gatorland?
0: And you and I are rapping and we're rapping amidst alligators. Amidst
1: Gators, yeah. I mean in a safe setting, obviously. Obviously. And Savannah.
2: She's
0: protecting us from the alligators. All right, perfect. Uh all right. Bring it. Listen. I'm going to let you go. I appreciate the time. We're going to see each other soon. I love you to death, and I appreciate it uh, very much this afternoon, Savannah.
2: All right. I love you, too. Talk to you. Bye.
0: That was cool. That was fun. That
1: was cool. How are your joints? Uh, Well, I didn't get to the high meat thing. Could you? Uh, yeah. All, all you need to know is thriving among a community of adventurous meat eaters is high meat, which refers basically to any type of raw meat that is stored untreated for months before eating. Those brave enough to try this disgusting food uh, report feelings of euphoria after consumption, but experts advised against it. Um, so what you do is you pretty much take raw meat and let it sit in a jar for like six months until it's just as disgusting as, as, as possible, and then you eat it and you get high. That
0: sounds disgusting.
1: Would you rather go for high meat or the jankum? Is jankum? Uh, meat.
0: Meat. Meat over toilet drugs. Do you do you, do you you eat the jankum? Or do you drink it? Or do you smell it? I you, think huff you just it. huff it. I think you huff jankum. I don't even know if it's really a thing. I think it might have been an urban legend. Huh. I'm all burnt up now. Fine. Oh, coming up next on Drew Grabo Live. uh, It's weird to say that there are different humane ways to kill someone, but this news story just doesn't feel right. It seems barbaric, but it might be just what the doctor ordered when it comes to the death penalty being a deterrent.
1: Medi weight loss can help you change your life and lose the pounds you never thought you could. For me, it's all about having a program that keeps me accountable. If you throw the book at me and say, hey, here's what you do to lose weight, not going to work for me. I need to be a part of something bigger than myself. I love going and seeing the doctor for my check-ins where we talk about what I'm doing. I step on the futuristic scale and they make sure that I'm consistently losing weight and nothing is more motivating than losing weight. They want to give Bone listeners a free assessment. Go to startmedi.com slash 1025. It's startmedi.com slash 1025. When you lose weight, you feel better, you've got more energy, your mind is clear, and they've got locations in South Tampa, Brandon, Lutz, and Clearwater. You can call today as well, 877-MED-LOSS. When you do, make sure you tell them that you heard John Senning talking about it on Drew Garabo Live. You're listening to Drew Garabo Live on 102.5 The Bone.